Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. What COVID-19 has done beyond the damage right, and the hurting and the loss. It has also fueled an entire creative community. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Hi, I'm racing around trying to jump on a strategy call. And what I've been learning more and more is that... Trying to do all the things and end, we do nothing. So execution isn't what's really important. What's really important is being really clear about what we want to achieve and, and the funnel and getting someone there. And then what's the outcome and what do we feel really in alignment with? So I know that's something that I, you know, having two podcasts and doing marketing all over the place, all the social media channels and all the community work I do and all the speaking engagements and teaching people how to podcast and all these things. At some point, it gets to be too much. I think even in the beginning, it got to be too much. And sometimes, probably most of the time, less is more. So I've been spending a lot of time on strategy, reconfiguring how to become less in order to be more. So I hope that helps you guys enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. Spotlighting LA Tech companies and talent. This is a special edition episode for incredible people in the LA Tech community doing wonderful things to combat COVID. And today we have Tito, someone I've known for several years, a creative director, absolutely innovative, and I'm really, really excited to share with you what he has been doing for the community. Welcome, Tito. Hi. Hey, thank you for having me. It's fantastic. Yeah, I so appreciate you reaching out just randomly and showing me the mask. Can you jump right in? First of all, actually, to give everybody context, go ahead, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, well, I'm an advertising creative director. I've uh, been in LA for 20 years. You can find me at titomelega.com. And uh, where you think you'll see some of the work that uh, you have enjoyed, perhaps, when you watch TV here and there in the last few years. And can you give us some context, like give us a little sampling of like, what are the projects that you've worked on? In the last uh, few years, I've been working on, you know, global engagements, uh, big global brands like Ford, Nissan. It seems to be a lot of automotive 
global launches um, and great brand activations and brand actions. And it's interesting to note that I feel like we have moved from an era of advertising to an era of brand experience. So a lot of what uh, we've done is really great stuff that you know goes in the world and makes somebody's day you know better. I love that. And to make people's day better, or at least to help combat a situation that is going on, you've been lending your talent to develop more masks. Can you tell us more about uh, what you're doing in the project? Right now, my passion is a mask for all, which you can find at emaskforall.com. And it's a collaboration between myself, uh, an incredible 3D printing founder and CEO from Tennessee, and an incredible designer and autonomous systems engineer in Stuttgart, Germany. And what it is, is a 3D printable mask that anybody in the world can download and print on any printer, being home or industrial printer. And it can be used and utilized, we design it, so people at home can use it uh, using filtering materials they can find in their houses. You know, nothing really extreme that is uh, out of stock anywhere. And does this exist right now or is it just in the prototype phase? This is out right now. It's been out in the world for about two weeks or two and a half weeks. Uh, It has been very nicely received. Uh, It's now in use in five different continents. And it's wonderful to see that, you know, we're really doing something that uh, actually helps. And what kind of traction have you seen so far? You said five different continents. How did people discover you and what are you noticing? Uh, Yeah. You know, the interesting part is that we have zero budget. We're just three crazy cats with an idea and the will and the guts to pull it off. And all we wanted to do was help anybody. We're not here to make money. We're here looking for participation and trying to help. So whatever happened has happened organically with zero media dollars behind it. So the site has been out for two weeks. Uh, We already got over 11,000 visits on the website. The mass has been downloaded thousands of times and... Because of the nature of 3D printing, we imagine it's been printing thousands, many more. In fact, the University of South Florida is printing them at a scale every single day starting this week. And there's companies in the UK that are doing like 140 at a time. So it's exciting. And do you have any pain points within what you're building where if someone listening right now wanted to contribute their time as well, what are some of the solutions you need internally that maybe we could rally the community to support you? A lot of it has been, and thank you for offering, thank you listeners, uh, has been kind of result. You know, one of the big things for us was, okay, how do we get ourselves noticed? Because a mask like this really can't help unless people know it's there. Right. So I was digging into my community to get the word out, to spread it, you know, maybe find somebody in the PR world. That was very difficult to do. Uh, but now I learned how to do a PR release on my own. Uh, <laughs> even my English is second language. So can you imagine editors everywhere laughing? Uh, but it's getting picked up. We got 140 articles last week uh, with an incredible reach. So that is good. Uh, one thing that we could use at this moment, and this is an evolution on the mask. The mask is out there. It's open source. Anybody can come and contribute to it and make it better. So we encourage that. And one of the things that somebody asked a week ago was, what can you do to help the hearing impaired? People that rely on reading lips, you know, those patients that now can really communicate with their doctors and their nurses that could use the smile and could use like being able to see the lips. Can you do anything about that? So now we have a new design that we're breaking out this weekend that actually has a frontal transparent faceplate so you can actually see the mouths of and lips of doctors and nurses and you know healthcare providers everywhere. And the one thing that we would love help with from the community 
is to find somebody who can provide that clear plastic material that could be anti-fogging. Like you see, you know, perhaps on a swimming goggle or a ski mask or even a protective, you know, frame that you can buy at your Home Depot or Osh or a place like that. Uh, if anybody has any connections to somebody who can provide some anti-fogging material, uh, that would be fantastic. I, I love that. And can you share the website again and how to contact you? Yes, the website is amaskforall.com. And you can contact any of us, the three founder designers, collaborators, partners in crime at amaskforall at gmail.com. So walk me through in case people haven't used 3D printing before, because, you know, like the University of Florida, all of a sudden printing all these masks, that's really big. But you're saying it's accessible to someone as an organization as large as that to someone just in their living room. So walk me through how do you print um, a mask for all? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's good to know that there's over a million 3D printers in America in people's living rooms, basements, and shops. Those are beyond the ones that exist in 3D printing, you know, farms or factories, you know, 300 at a time. So even if we get to like 5% of those people, imagine that's 50,000 masks. That's a lot of help. So let's hope that we can, that we can do that. Uh, once you have one of these things, it's not really that difficult. You just download the file. You do click print, the, all the instructions are there. If there is any calibration materials, because there are different filaments materials that you can use to print. Some are more flexible, some are more permeable. All of that will be explained to you when you download the file and you just hit print and you let it do its thing. Now, when the mask is done, it's gonna be quite rigid, right? And we are told, uh, we're hearing from the community that our mask happens to be one of the most comfortable to wear out there, straight out of the printer but everybody's faces are different. So we offer in three different sizes, which is, I think we're the only ones doing that. Uh, and then once you get it, this is what I did with mine and highly suggest you put it on hot water without careful not to burn yourself for a few seconds and the material will become, you know, pliable, flexible. And now you can bend it outwards and put it against your face and let it, you know, solidify it again once it cooled down to the form of your face. And then it becomes even more comfortable. The other thing that we do is that we advise is that you put some soft material around the rim for better seal, better fitting. So incredibly, uh, weather stripping is one of those things, the peel and stick weather stripping that you can get at any hardware store works tremendously well. I'm using like a quarter inch like foam tape and it's fantastic. I heard that elastic now are becoming hard to find because people are making their own mask everywhere. But you know, with this, you can use like hair ties. You know, when you look around your house, there is incredible uh, how many places there are elastics there. Even a bungee cord, if you cut it open, there will be hundred strings of elastic inside. So you can use things like that to make it happen. And then for the filter, everything that we've read, every study says that uh, t-shirt fabric, 100% cotton, tightly woven fabric, like t-shirt uh, and also some antibacterial uh, pillowcases work fantastically well. But we made this mask to work even with the clinics, which can actually, for what I understand, you know, um, filter, you know, materials down to like 2.1 macrons or something like that. So you just fold the filter in two and then you put on your filter and there you go. So are you saying you do need to go out and get special materials to print or do most 3D printers have the materials already on hand that would be needed? Now, everybody who has a 3D printer will have the material to print. It's like having the right toner for your regular printer. You know, they will have it at home. Now, not everybody has a 3D printer, but perhaps you know somebody who does. 
or you can be connected to a library that has one or a municipality or a local company. I also understand that companies like FedEx and UPS now have 3D printing services in some of their brick and mortar locations. So check on their websites and, uh, and see uh, what's near you. And of course, there's plenty of online 3D printing services where you can just print the mask and they send it to you. And the a mask for all file to print is absolutely free to everybody. But then it, after you have this file, depending on where you go to print, that's where you may or may not incur a charge. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure that um, you probably had to pay to get the mask printed in some of these outfits. I know you can reach out to us, you know, on emasforall at gmail.com. And if we can provide a mask or find somebody to print it for you, we will do our very best to make it happen. I mean, that that's huge because that, that's shipping and everything. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, the shipping is, is, a, is a problem. And we probably ask people uh, to cover their own shipping. Uh, I know that I had three masks. First of all, I don't have a 3D printer. So it was interesting designing this mask with my partners, you know, in six different time zones uh, without having one on my hand. But you know, they were able to print some and send it to me. And, you know, it was it was pricey for, you know, for them to do so. And they were very generous on doing so. But no matter what, one way or another, we'll try to help you. If we can do it, we'll try to connect you to somebody who can. I mean, that, I mean, Tito, that is going over and beyond. I'm just speaking on a personal level, I mean, I know it's in the podcast, but that's amazing. I mean, I just... Please protect your, protect yourself, <laughs> time and energy, and financially too. Please. <laughs> again, really like I, <laughs> again, if we, if we can't do it, uh, we'll try to connect you with somebody. Yeah. Who can. Awesome. And getting into more the traditional we are LA Tech discussions, you talked about how you were self taught in finding press. Now, there's so many companies that have you know, connected with me that they're really working hard to support COVID, I'm sure that they would gain a lot of value in understanding how you did that because this is the first time that they were kind of like a one-man, one-woman show doing everything themselves. Um, what was that process and how were you able to have success with it? You know what? I, it's, um, it's really getting out there and being fearless, right? It's knowing that you're doing something for the good of everybody. We actually are all together in this. And I'm very aware that whatever we do here in LA or no matter where we are has the possibility and the potential to help people across many, many borders. So a lot of it is letting people know what you're doing and asking for help. You know, uh, people like me, it's hard for me to ask for help. I'm going to be very honest. You know, I've always been like a go-getter, go and do it, but I can't do it all. You know, I'm only good at a certain things. And I have learned to rely on other people, you know, to help me fill in the rest. So I just put myself out there, you know, publicly through my social networks, uh, private emails and asking people, hey, this is what I do. And can you or do you know anybody that could help? Or at the very least, do you know anybody that could benefit from this and pass it on? And um, that's really how it has worked. And how did it lead to press? Uh, I led to press by, again, me not being able to find somebody in the time that we needed and then spending long hours at night, um, you know, reading and digging and basically learning a brand new skill. Uh, but then hopefully and, and luckily, actually, in the last you know week or so, we got approached by a small but mighty uh, PR company that is in, I think it's North Carolina. It's called E-Releases. And they have been very kind to take our release and put it out there in the world. And again, 
people that I didn't know a week ago just jumping in and helping. That's the power of the community. So e-releases and shout out to e-releases was connected to you through a series of your asking for help. Am I understanding correctly? Yes. And then because of e-releases, you were able to get more press notary or that's going out this coming week? No, yes, because of e-releases. And the website is e-releases.com. And I talked to Mickey over there over, over email. And what happened is that I found that these press releases, you know, services out there, Sometimes they will give you like a one-off for free. So I did that the first week where I took advantage of the one-off for free. Um, but I kept on looking and finally I found Mickey who was able to, through his company, get a lot more access a lot quicker. And, you know, next thing you know, one release goes out from him and it gets 140 hits. And, uh, you know, here we are. Good one, Mickey. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think it's so important. I have um, so many peers that have been taking a lot of action and execution and in different ways. And it's just such a skill to be admired. It's I really want to take note that this is not like you're a creative director or you're not a publicist. You're not someone that does this. And you're like, this means something to me. And so you literally just sat at your computer for hours on end, stepping outside of your comfort zone and you just did what you needed to do to meet the goal. And that I think that that's what we can all do as a community of tech professionals and founders and innovators is just not having those self-limiting beliefs, being really committed to our mission and our why and doing whatever we need to do in a, a, an authentic, heart-driven way so that our message, um, our positive message can get out there. It's just, it's so great to have those examples of what's possible. And what would you like to see for a mask for all? I mean, this is only the the beginning, hopefully in an optimistic point of view, let's hope the end is near, but, um, but we don't know. And, and you're supporting us in that. Uh, what, what, what do you see? Like, what's the longevity of a mask for all? Or does it, is there no need for it there to be a longevity? What, what do you see? I, I think that um, what COVID-19 has done beyond the damage, right? And the hurting and the loss. It has also fueled an entire creative community to come together and put whatever tools and talents they have to work. Now, not everybody has done it. Not everybody is even aware that they could. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of ideas that do, as you know. And uh, that means, you know, don't just say something, go and do it. And that's my advice always to my clients in advertising is, you know, to make them understand that today the message is not the medium anymore, it's behaviors. What you do is the message. So I apply that advice I gave to my clients to myself. And I say, you know what, in the future, people will remember you for what you do today. So, you know, go and do something. And this was the one thing that I knew I could control and I could do. You know, I always tell my teams, and this is another reason why this dovetails on everything that you just said that is true. I always tell my teams and try to inspire them to be a MacGyver of advertising. And that's a slide that I always share with my people. And it's like, you know, you got to be a MacGyver of advertising. You have to be scrappy. You got to get a, a push pin and a ball of yarn and come out with an incredible campaign or, you know, be able to have like, you know, a guy jump from the stratosphere into earth to promote whatever soft drink, because that's all what you, that you have. And that's, that's what I learned here. There's that. And it's also something that I think defines me and many people perhaps in my industry, which is to be the one that cares the most. 
And I tell my people to all the time, anybody who will listen, if you care the most about what you do and you care the most about the people you do it with and you care the most about the clients, those who you're doing it for, you just can't help it. But whatever you do is going to be the best you can do. It's a lot of power in knowing that you care the most because then I can wake up tomorrow knowing and anybody can wake up tomorrow knowing they did their best, right? And I think that's, that's the most beautiful thing about it. My hope for a for all is that when all of this is over and done, I can wake up and look back and say, you know what? I did our best. We did our best. You know, we helped. And if a life was saved, well, then my life is made. It's beautiful. And, you know, actually what you're sharing about talking about all the talented people coming together really makes me think that Los Angeles should start putting together a lot of hackathons, uh, virtual hackathons for COVID, bringing our talent together so that we could create many, many more solutions. Speaking of bringing talent together, you brought to my awareness another talented LA Tech um, community member. Can you tell me a little bit about her project? Oh, Siobhan McCrafferty is a great friend of mine. We worked together for many years. She's an incredible rep for incredible, you know, directors and commercial companies and, and agencies. And she has put together this one effort called WeProvidePPE.org. And what Siobhan has done with her team and her network is come together. And I think the FIERA Foundation is also a big part of that. Come together to provide a place where Anybody who needs PPE or anybody who has PPE or can produce PPE can come together through this website. So there's two sides to the website, one that raised the hand and says, hey, I need help, and one that raised the hand and says, hey, I can help. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic to see it. we're part of that. A must for all is there. Um, I, I encourage everybody to go and please check it out. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, We provide PPE.org, LA-based, LA-grown, and we need a lot more like that. And we'll be sure to include it in the show notes so people could easily click. Um, one more time, where can people find you online, Tito? At maskforall.com. That's the most important. And if there is anything that I can help anybody on a personal level, professional level, beyond a mask for all, it will be at titomelega.com. And can you spell your name for everybody? T-I-T-O. That's T-S and Tom. And last name is Melega. M-S and Mary. E-L-E-G-A. I love just all the heart that you have behind what you're doing. Um, I'm blessed to have met your family. And I know that you're a heart-driven family. And this just is completely in alignment with all the values and character you've always expressed to me that you have. And, and I've witnessed that you have. And just thank you so much for, you know, spending your creativity in this way and sharing your story and what you've done with the We Are LA Tech podcast. As Tito mentioned, this is a mission that he has not in any way been able to do on his own. It's been a team of collaborative talents coming together in addition to several contributors who have helped get the word out there to see who has contributed to a mass for all to help power this mass getting printed in as many places as possible by as many people as possible. Just go to amassforall.com and scroll down to contributors. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary LA Tech people, definitely go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook group, wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com dot com slash community takes you straight there. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I will see you guys, hear you guys, all the things in the next episode. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. And all of that goes back at you because we are all very lucky in LA and the tech community to have you. You are amazing and I love you for it. Thank you. 
Hi, it's Tito Melega. I'm with TitoMelega.com and I'm one of the creators of A Mask for All, a 3D printable mask designed to be printed on any 3D printer anywhere in the world for 100% absolutely free. And uh, I'm located in West Los Angeles and you're listening to We're LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.